Welcome to Shed Life. Irene Conti, welcome to the Shed. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. So you're based in uh, Italy at the moment, are you? Yes, I'm in Italy right now. Um, Awesome. How long long have you been there for? Since uh, this pandemic or...? Um, no, I am based here in Italy and uh, I was born and grew up here. I just moved back and forth uh, to other countries just for my music, but I'm based here. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what's the situation at the moment? Like, is everything back to normal yet or is it still kind of in limbo? Um, I don't know. It's like things are going to open again gradually and we are in the phase three. And um, it seems like everything is getting back to normal. But um, you know that when you go out, you see, you can see that things are not like in the past. Like there is something going on. Um, Yeah, like many restaurants or uh, stores haven't reopened. Um, And here in Sicily, because I'm here, I'm in Sicily. yeah and movie theaters haven't opened yet so like a few things uh changed Mm. awesome awesome all right well let's get cracking uh this is episode i've been really interested to uh and excited to record after listening to a lot of your music on uh, spotify mainly uh really really good music so yeah i mean (laughs) let's start with all right so storyteller singer songwriter classical guitarist where did it all start basically like can you walk us through your journey Mm, well i started um i've always mm, wrote um poems little poems little songs and but i uh, i started uh, studying music only when i was 11 but at that time i was a classical guitarist not a songwriter um I spent like most of my uh, of my life, of my adolescence, by performing um, classical guitar, and only at um, I think I was fifteen. Yeah, at fifteen, I decided to to start writing songs. Uh, there was a specific moment when I realized that being on a stage and singing was something that I loved, <laughs> and uh, yeah. It was a show that um, my school, my high school at the time, did for an MTV program. And uh, I was selected to be the singer of that show. And yeah, that moment, I think, changed my life as a musician. And I started like writing songs and performing also as a singer. Awesome, awesome. Uh, just to go back that moment so what what exactly was it about that particular moment that made you realize I'm sort of you know I'm born to be on the stage if you like and to perform in front of people what was it specifically about that moment well I think that with my voice because I used to be um, a classical guitarist so only my fingers um, were playing I can Mm. say that (laughs) but I, I wasn't like, I, I never talked uh, in my shows. Uh, I just presented the pieces, the tracks that I was going to perform. But 
being able to to share something with my voice um, was like I don't know how to say this. I was like able to to share something more about me. It was more unique, more more rough, more me, and it's like singing um, comes from the a more inside. Can I say this? Like more mm. inside mm. <laughs> than playing um, the guitar. So, sure. and just when I started singing, it was like, oh, this is me. I am sharing myself with my WhatsApp. It was like a click in, yes. the, in my brain. Fair enough. Um, can I ask, uh, just obviously, I'm not really a music person, as in I like listening to it, but I don't know anything about the sort of technical side of it and all that. When you say classical guitarist, how, do, what, what is that as it, how does that vary to a, a normal guitarist, if you like, or is it the type of tracks you play or style or a certain instrument? Oh, um, both, because, yeah, there are many ways of saying um, this, because in Italy we say classical guitar and we refer to uh, nylon string guitar. So when you play classical music um, on a classical guitar, you play it on a classical guitar and you use all your fingers of your, um, of your right hand. So the, the style is different, of course, and also the music that you play is different. Like, let's say, the Chopin of a guitar. You play Chopin on a guitar when you play classical guitar. So yeah, I was really like into classical music and I played a classical guitar, which was a nylon string guitar, which is the one that I use now when I perform uh, my songs. Yeah, awesome, that's awesome. Um, going back to something what you, what you mentioned during your um, journey of getting to where you are now, you said you started writing poems initially. Um, so what's the sort of process that goes into writing, you know, a song or a piece of music? I mean, cause it, it just seems like an extension of a poem. Do you know what I mean? Songwriting in that sense with maybe less structure, uh, as maybe poet, different types of poets, uh, poems have structure like that, but why, what is the actual process around it? And how did you become sort of good at it? If you like, how did you know you were good at it? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that, yeah, as you said, it's like a sort of extension of like writing poems. I, um, but to me, it feels like, okay, I, I haven't studied for, for writing songs. I just practiced a lot. Since I started, I keep writing and writing uh, over the years. Now it's been like, I don't know, more than 10 years. And I just think that, um, practice makes you makes you a good uh, songwriter and of course classical music uh, gave me a lot like the fundamental of writing um, arranging songs uh, choosing the right structure the right chord pro progression so um, yeah this was a good part of my oh, sorry for the noise from the balcony <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's great and um, yeah, I when I write a song, I just I just try to put my feeling into into a lyrics, into words, and um, I it's like taking a picture. If you if we can say it, it's like taking a picture. I take a picture of my feelings, and my intention is to convey the 
same feelings to others. My goal is to have people who are listening to my songs feeling the same thing that I was feeling when I was writing. And um, it's really like a cathartic moment uh, writing songs to me. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I've always really been intrigued with um, trying to get a sense of like the inward reflection, self-reflection from a musician and a songwriter like yourself, your perspective of how you feel when you're producing these songs, when you're you know, writing them, singing them, all that. I mean, it's something I find so intriguing as I think like it's an artistic talent to be good at singing or uh, instrument and all that. And I get what you're saying, practice does make perfect. But there is a sort of element of it which is sound, this is kind of different to other skill sets because there's a lot of emotion attached to it. And that really comes through, especially if you're a songwriter, I think, because you're producing those words on pages and people who sort of listen to them, they immediately uh, can relate to you. But, but it's such a powerful message you're sending and that stuff really can't be taught. So I'm really trying to understand, you know, real inward perspective, how you, how, how th that these words come onto a page, basically. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see. Um, well, this is difficult to to say because i i think i've always been like this um i've always felt the need to to write uh in order to to be able to share my feelings sometimes there are things that i don't even say i just have to write them and so yeah it's correct what you said that there are some things that you cannot uh teach and um and I think that probably it's something that you really have to, to feel yourself. You can go to school, of course, but it's like in every field, I think you can study science, you can study economics, you can study everything. Mm. But if you don't put yourself, your, your heart in what you are doing, you would probably uh, will not be able to do a lot. You can, I don't know, just, I, yeah. I think in every field, it's like this, of course, in art, um it's all about feelings and emotion so yeah i don't know if i can really answer that question no that's fair to be honest that's probably such an in-depth question that it really doesn't have an answer which you can put down into words do you know what i mean maybe it's going too much into the psyche and the heart and the mind all that stuff so yeah, yeah i understand hope, that yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting thought i've had <laughs> oh. all right um so I guess growing up and even to this day, who were, who are, and who were your sort of main influences in the field, uh, or even maybe outside of it, to get you where you are right now? Mm. Well, I um, always listen to all genres of music, and but there are surely a few um, fantastic uh, artists who influenced me a lot. I can mention, of course, Kerry Melua. Mm. Um, I grew up listening to her songs, to her music. She influenced me a lot uh, because she was playing a classical guitar right when I was a classical guitarist. And that was not that common in, uh, in our age. Like. Um, so this really uh, kept my attention. I was like, oh, she's a singer. She's singing something that it's a mix of styles like classical jazzy but not jazzy like and she was really like a great inspiration but also james taylor 
and Rufus Wainwright, um, many, many artists, but probably those three are the ones who most influenced my style. Those three are absolutely incredible eyes. So that's a very, very good three to be basing your uh, uh, yeah, influence on. Uh, did you have many influences outside of music? Like maybe friends, family, or you know, people who really helped you and guided you to drive this uh, path for yourself? Mm. Well, of course I had, um, like I had very good teachers and I'm not talking about teachers, uh, music teachers or talking teachers of life. And yeah, my family, of course, and uh, my sister, and which is like the now supporter number one of my music. <laughs> and um, like outside, uh, I think the world, oh, this is a really obvious sentence, but I can say that the world is, is the best uh, teacher for, to me. Um, because when I, I, I always write about our society and things around me. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, our experiences are our teachers, our biggest teachers. And so, yeah, I could say that. Uh, at the end like, of the day, when I experience something really bad or something really good, I take my guitar and I write about what I lived. And so... I would say that. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just going back to the sort of um, process behind writing these. <clears throat> Sorry again. <laughs> um, it's okay. Actually, no, wait, scrap that. I've got a different question to ask. I'll come back to that one. Um, can you sort of, because I've been listening to a lot of your music lately and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've shared it to a bunch of people who I know and they all like, just agree that your voice is incredible. Um, Thank you. Can you walk us through some of like your own individual songs, like in a bit of depth, kind of like how did they come about? What was their inspiration? You know, was it like you said, experiences, good, bad experiences, everything surrounding them? But just take a few of your maybe your favorites individually and walk us through them because a lot of them do tell a good story. But mm -hmm. then I find as well myself a lot of the time for some songs, they're so good as uh, just listening vocally and musically that sometimes you don't even follow the lyrics all the time. Do you know what I mean? So can you walk us through that sort of whole mesh of things together and what, what came about that? Yeah. Well, I can, I can pick like Colors of My Life. And oh, I love the, that song. Oh. <laughs> that's a quality song. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Colors of My Life and The World in Front of Me are probably the more personal ones. Um, Okay, talking about the world in front of me, which is also the, I choose this as the title of the latest album because, yeah, because it's so personal. And mm. I am talking about someone uh, who lives his life uh, behind a window. And it's like this person is watching people laughing, doing things out from behind the window. And I think... Like this is um, this is very um, how can I say this um, very modern? Uh, not modern. This is not the word. Um, actual. Like oh, it's a it's very like it occurs kind of like quite 
all, all the time sort of in, in the world, right? Like people yeah. reflecting, like looking out the window and just re- reflecting on life, kind of pondering and all yeah. that. Yeah, of course, I, I'm, this was like a, a metaphor of life lived yeah. uh, behind a computer, a life lived behind social networks. And talking about, with this song, I'm really talking about how life has changed um, during this past, I don't know, 10, 20, no, 10 years probably, yes. Because we all have the feeling that we can achieve something, which is good, which is amazing. But this also um, bring us to, to bring us lots of uh, sadness and uh, disappointment because we cannot always reach what we see it seems like easy when you see on social networks um, we are bombed by many informations and uh, we think that we can do everything but we we are like losing the ability to to focus on one thing at a time and so what, what happened to many of us is that we spent more time watching other people's lives or watching other, um, not only other people, but just like fake models' um, life and not spending enough time thinking about how to live our life. And we, we think that we are not enough. We think that we cannot achieve those things because we are not good enough. And this is not okay. We, we all deserve to live a life out of the window and not behind the window. And um, yeah, that was like, that song uh, talks about a moment. Like mm. it's a moment in a day when you think that you cannot achieve what you want. And I think it's something that many people are feeling right now in this era we are living. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, I guess this year as well. Like you said, you said ten years stretch, but I guess if you narrow it down to the last six months, even um, yeah. a lot of people will be feeling like that. So, yeah, I get the metaphor. It has many different can have many different takes on it depending on the individual listen. But I was just yeah, it's interesting to hear your thoughts and how you came about that. Awesome. Yeah. And the other song, it's Colors, Colors of My Life, um, talks about almost the same, the same thing um, because I say um, um, in, in the song, um, talking about like the noise around me, like uh, I said that my head hurts in, uh, in the song, almost for, for the same reason because there are, we are all in rush, like we are doing too many things and, uh, and, and you have to be like, as they want, like this society makes you think that you need to be like, like others in order to be accepted. And um, yeah, so I say, sometimes I pray, I ask the world to be a better place where different people are liked by others instead of being shamed. And that's all I want to say. Like in this society, now more than ever, uh, we must um, evaluate more differences behind uh, differences that we have. Like because this is something that I learned when I was a child, and always stayed with me that difference is um, a value. You, if you are the same of another person there is nothing special we are all different and this is good and we must amplify our differences 
only in that way we can we can um, enlighten the world. We can be ourselves, just being ourselves and amplifying our differences. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, can you talk about one more song, um, uh, Hey Man? I mean, that is another one which is really interesting. Again, I want to sort of get an understanding of the background to that and how you know how you came about writing that. Oh yeah, well, it um, Hey Man. Um, I took inspiration by uh, experience I. I actually experienced in the in London. I I was there. It was one of my first times in London. I was not used to uh, all that traffic and people running. And <laughs> and so I saw a, a tall man. It was a tall man, well dressed, uh, with a black clothes, um, and um, it was so um, like perfect. You <laughs> know, like and. At, at at some at some point it started running running very fast it, like it was weird because he was that um well dressed uh he was like calm and it was like weird if you are like that you don't run like that i don't know it was very uh, weird Im image and also he was taking a bag on his shoulder he was taking a bag with um with a pair of new shoes one of those shoes fell down um, uh, on the floor and uh, it never, we, we all screamed, I wasn't screaming, but people were saying, hey man, you lost your shoe, you lost your shoe. <laughs> but he, he didn't even uh, look back in, I don't know, he was so uh, in rush. Mm. And, and then I understood that uh, it's the way people, many people live there, like, you, you can't, you can't look back. You have to go ahead. You have to go ahead. Always, always, always. And uh, spending many times in London, I understood that it's a way of living there if you, if you are working there. And um, it's, of course, I choose London because this happened in London, but many other cities are, are like that. And um, yeah, I was inspired by all the people that I saw at the end of the day. Uh, wake up with their coffee in their hand and in Russia and at the end of the day everyone's sleeping in the metro that was that's one of the things that every time I go there even if I can go there for a hundred times one thousand times this will always be like in my mind like a incredible thing like oh we are all human at the end of the day doesn't matter if you are wearing a uh, very expensive clothes or if you if you're in rush you're not in rush if, a, if you have a job or if you don't have a job it doesn't matter we are all running here trying to pursue our dreams mm. and i don't know it's absolutely, absolutely. i think you yeah. just described a perfect um like music video I don't know if you have a music video for Heyman, but if you did, that would be a that would be pretty pretty good choreograph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I That's haven't funny. done it yet. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm an audition for the the tall man, but I need to get a bit better dress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be able to have you like in the in the video. <laughs> <laughs> um. A couple of your songs um, are covers, right? A few of them. And I've noticed you've done like, a few really good Adele covers. 
Um, I think one went like, almost viral, I think, on YouTube, yeah. if I'm right in saying. That was quite late. Um, there's a one I really like. Um, it's a Yazoo cover, uh, Only You. Now, that's brilliant. Honestly, that's like, that I think just showcases your voice incredibly because it takes a perfectly good song and it almost recreates it. <clears throat> like, honestly, it's, it's amazing. Um, the question I have, the question I have around these covers, um, what do you prefer? Do you prefer performing and singing uh, your own written songs or do you like having something already so well constructed um, verbally where you can put your own take on it, your own spin on it vocally? Mm. Well, I think, um, I think I prefer singing my songs, but there are a few covers that I like singing a lot, like Make You Feel My Love. I released, I even released one of my version of Make You Feel My Love because there are some songs that really um, fit with my personality. And you know, when there is a good song, you, um, everyone think that this song is, that this song was written for, for, for you, no? So uh, I think this was, this is what happened. Um, with some great songs like Make You Feel My Love by Bob Dylan and uh, um, Only You by Yazo, as you said. Um, yeah. That Dylan one, yeah, sorry, I said Adele covers, but obviously that was an original Dylan song. That, that's yeah. just so brilliantly written, honestly. Like, it just feels that when you have a cover, like, when you can take a perfectly well-written song and just, you know, you can try different styles out as well just see how it comes across and matches your voice and like you said end up releasing on your album so that must yeah. be quite quite good to do yeah um can i ask you a question surrounding the whole like end-to-end -end stages of uh, producing a piece of music so let's say you get your notepad and pen whatever you do start writing down uh, lyrics how long does that individual process or how long can it take in the sense of, does, does it vary, obviously, song by song? Do you have a sort of a structure, a rough structure, a timetable, where you finish them in and then go to I don't know, the studio and produce them, and record them? Or is it quite, um, is it pretty much all up in the air? It depends on the song and how you're feeling, I guess. I think it depends on the song. Um, the, yeah, the act of writing is very quick. Um, when I want to write a song, I almost all the time write both music and lyrics uh, at the same time. So I first take my, the guitar, my guitar, and um, and I start writing um, first. I think the music, and then I I try to to kind of in the same time put a lyrics on that will not be of course the final one i will um, fix it and uh, study it and, uh, and and so this is what i do and then i i keep listening to the song for a few days then i stop doing it i i don't listen to the song for about like one week or two weeks uh, so that i like my, my, my ears will be fresh when I will listen back. And then I listen back to the song if it's, if, if I like it, um, if, it, if, it if I really like it, then I, I go to the studio. And of course there are times where I uh, want a song to be almost just guitar and voice, 
but uh, like for the for my latest album i wanted something more and um and so this requires more time because you have to arrange or ask uh, someone to arrange it i had um the the opportunity to have my songs arranged by Ben Walker for my latest album, which did an incredible job. I loved so much the cello and the violin on my on my recent songs, and um, yeah, it 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 can it can be very quick. The whole process it can be very quick. It depends maybe on the songs. There are there have been other songs um, for which I had to spend more time because i wasn't sure about which style uh, give them mm. yeah. uh, like pop or rock because many songs you can arrange you can arrange them in different ways like an arrangement is like a dress for a song and it can you can you can you can you can arrange it in a rock like style or pop or jazz, you just have to choose which feeling uh, describe better what you want to say. And so, yeah, it happened for a few songs. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome, that's interesting. Um, all right, so Irene, I want to ask you, what are your goals as a singer, songwriter, um, musician in general? Like, what are your actual goals and how far are you from achieving those, would you say? Mm. Um... Well, I think that every every musician um, dream to to sing for for many people, and yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, I can say that I'm already I'm I'm happy when every time I can perform on a stage, every time I can connect with other people through my song, uh, through my songs, I'm already the, the happiest in the world, and um, so I think. The first thing that I want to say is that, in my opinion, that the best part of doing something is the process. So this is the process. This is my process: writing and uh, and uh, playing for other people. This is already like wow, amazing. And if I uh, if if in the future I'll be able to perform for more people than I uh, that I'm performing for right now, that would be like. A dream of course but keeping sharing my my deepest feeling that's my goal and um, this is what I want to do like for life so if I would be able to do this forever I would be the happiest person in the world <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant um, I, I'm gonna go right back to the start when you walk through your journey about how you first were on stage originally as a classical guitarist um, and then took took the mic basically and started singing what was there any reservations i mean because obviously all new humans will get nervous or you know a bit fearful about doing something potentially which they're not used to and out of their comfort zone was there any reservations and feelings of oh sugar like i'm singing in front of a crowd now like you know maybe and because it's so your vocal cords it kind of is really obvious when you do get nervous because you start trembling and stuff like that did you ever yeah. feel that obviously at the start and um, how have you combated that if if you have if you had to if you have had needed to uh, since then? Yeah, well, <laughs> I struggled well, to get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, I didn't tell the whole story behind my first performance as a singer because uh, this was my first time as a singer, as I as I told you, mm. and 
when I first um, uh, arrived on uh, on the stage, there were like thousands of people in front of me. This was the first time with the, with so many people in front of me on a stage singing. So, and I haven't didn't even studied um, I uh, enough enough to be like a singer. I was a classical guitarist. So when I, the moment I took the microphone and I was checking if it was working or not, I tried to say something like, try, 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 and nothing came out from my my mouth. I was like, I had no voice, no voice at all. And I was like, you know, you have to think very quickly. I was like, oh my gosh. And what if the music starts and and I keep not, producing sound <laughs> like I was terrified I was really terrified and I was uh, shaking my hands were shaking and um, but I don't know what happened and that was the moment I realized that I loved doing uh, this was that as soon as the, as the bass start playing and the guitar start playing and the drum I felt like oh wow this is my comfort zone I'm calm now I'm sure my voice will be okay and I started singing and I had my voice back and uh, yeah I had no problem at problems at all since then that was just the first uh, the first time and mm. now I just can't wait to go on stage I just really can't wait it's like the the end cycle of producing a song you start writing a song then you go on studio and then you have to go on stage Otherwise, you haven't done anything. Like it's like the ending of uh, the process, going on stage and sharing it with people and seeing people while I'm performing. It's the most beautiful thing, and there's really a connection um, when I'm on stage with other people. It's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really brave as well. It takes a lot of guts to do that. Um, so yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Especially after that first experience. Yes. <laughs> um, can I ask, what, what has been sort of the reaction uh, to your music so far? Uh, you know, whether it's in terms of global audience, um, you know, just uh, in your field, other, by other musicians, but like, because obviously I've been introduced to your music uh, fairly late on and I've seen you got a few albums and I've tried to listen to all and I'm loving it. But just generally, what has the reaction kind of been to it? Um, well, um, I think that I was very great feedback, if this is what you yeah, asked. And um, I really had great feedback. And uh, as I said, I am keeping doing this because I see that people like love listening to to my songs and this is something that i'm so grateful for and um yeah this is the reason why i choose these um as as something to do my whole life because i saw that was what was working for me uh writing songs and singing songs to feel better was working for other people as well so i if i'm still here it's mostly doing music it's because yeah i met so many wonderful people wonderful musicians and uh, a wonderful audience uh, welcoming every songs i every song i wrote so yeah Mm. No, fair enough. 
in every part of the world, like, because thanks to, to the web, thanks to the internet. Yeah, absolutely. That's made a big difference, hasn't it, in terms of getting your voice out there and your, your art and everything. So yeah. it's, uh, it's really, really interesting. Um, what would your sort of advice be for other, uh, maybe younger prospective musicians or singer-songwriters? Uh, what kind of would be your advice from your experience to them? Maybe if they're starting now, or they're trying to get their name across like yours. What would you sort of tell them? Well, uh, first thing, uh, this is very obvious, but never give up, like never stop studying because um, you, you always need, um, I can say a structure. If you, okay, if you don't, okay, if you don't study, if you don't prepare yourself, if you don't work out and warm up, etc., you, uh, what could happen is that you go on stage and and you forgot every, you forget everything, you, um, you feel like you are not enough, and a bad experience could lay you down. But we always have to learn from uh, from bad experiences. And we have to be prepared for every situation. So um, if you don't have voice, you just have to work on your um, inner self. You have to work on how do I will calm down if I'm too excited, if I am too nervous. Um, you have to work like 360 degree on yourself if you want to be, I think, a musician, because what you are doing is sharing yourself with the world and hopefully sharing good advice with the world, telling people that they, uh, that they are not alone. I mean, like singing for me is like a mission as well. I'm not going on a stage if I'm not going to share something good for other people. So yeah the best advice I can give is to study um, and to never give up and to don't think of being like other singers but just being yourself and that's your path being yourself it's mm, absolutely yeah. and as part of that studying I would add to that they should listen to this specific episode so that they can get a full understanding of your journey from start to finish, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bit of self-promotion there. <laughs> All right, so Irene, another side to you, which we haven't talked about yet, but it is a big part of your life, uh, if I'm right in saying, is the um, environmental activism that you yes. are sort of involved in. Um, can you talk us through that in the sense of, again, similar to the music, how you got into that? I mean, it's fairly obvious with the you know climate change and that, but just your own personal journey into that and what your thoughts are on the current environment, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, well, I've been uh, um, active with the Fridays for Future movement the last year. And um, yeah, here in my city, um, we had to figure out what um, could uh, really change people's life and what could take the attention of people. Because if you are in a big uh, metropolis, like if you're in a big city like Milan or Rome or London, uh, people, people know what you are talking about. If you go in a square and protest, um, people are like more uh, used to things like that. But if you are in a smaller city, 
you have to figure out ways of convey the message to uh, to the citizens and so um we did so many things and i personally went to schools talking with kids and um and uh, high school students about the climate change and what we can do uh, to like to improve the, uh, the the situation or to not like um can i say like keeping things um going bad going like mm. yeah and Stop so from this, yeah from the world from yeah. ending basically yeah <laughs> yes and uh, yeah so giving advices on how to live uh how what to do in the in, in their own life and yeah this is what we have done and we um accomplished a few um goals uh like i can see that uh, our our city it's a little bit more conscious about the problem um yeah i think that it's something that you have to do gradually and something that you have to teach at school at a very young age well that's such a good question that's what i wanted to ask was you said you went into these schools you uh, spoke to all the students um about the environment and maybe how they can help or how can they get, get involved and maybe just to educate them how did you see the change from maybe when you were in school and you were being told about this stuff or you know to what extent you were told about it uh compared to when you went to i don't know how many years later but to schools now and started telling the kids that how did you notice the difference in the um, understanding and the knowledge of these kids like the awareness of this whole uh, climate change problem or environmental issues this is an important question because I don't know if the answer is um it's obvious because I would love to say that um people are more aware now but probably it's not because um we we saw like the the metal bottle I don't know how to call them in English the the bottle that you can reuse and reuse the Okay yeah 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 I get that yeah yeah exactly uh we have those things and we have more we have like shopping bags that you can bring from home many things are like uh fashion right now i don't know how how long will they last i don't know i'm not sure i, I still have to see and wait wait and see what happened but um i think that when i went to school if someone um told me to do something because the planet was going to uh to end at a certain point i don't know uh, <laughs> i think i would be like very scared and i would have started doing things that could prevent the situation um i think that now probably people are more confused probably and more as i said before we have so many information and i think that climate change and all all the things that it are happening right now they are like we we know them we know them and uh, we know all the other things that are there are happening right now in the world but we saw them like a list of things like not like a real problem this is why i said um, that 
in my city, we had to figure out what to do in order to let people really understanding that this is a problem. Because we are used to talk about this, but we really know that this is a problem. Like, I don't know, it's like one time in the past, we had few, uh, less information and it was easier to focus on one problem at a time. Today we have many pro we have many information and um, we read about the climate change. Then we read about uh, the political problem. Then we read about the coronavirus. Then we and when we are at the coronavirus, we already forget about the climate problem. So I think today more than in the past we have to do more because yeah, I mean, there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like all those things you said all these problems have accumulated over time because there hasn't been enough care taken, I guess, to uh, solve them or reduce them. So now you're in a situation where it kind of seems like there's no way back now. You have to tackle all these different issues at the same time. Like you said, it would have been easier when there's maybe less information about things because you maybe only focus on one thing at a time, but now it, you have to, right? I mean, otherwise, like you said, the world will end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But how, how optimistic are you um, going forward that the human race will be able to handle all these things, especially around the environment, I guess? Mm. Well, I am very optimistic. I mean, just because I am an optimistic person. <laughs> <laughs> and I have faith in the, in the human being. There are, it's easy to be disappointed and to feel down and to think that People don't want to save the world. People don't care about it. It's easy to think about this because what I think is that a bad news and um, a feeling of hate, it's always bigger than uh, a good news. I don't know, but this hit us most uh, and more than a happy, than a good news. I don't know if it makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's easy to be like scared uh, but there are so many wonderful people who are doing their best, who are doing a lot. And uh, I have faith in, the, in people, like in humanity. I, I don't want to think that we want to destroy ourselves because the problem is not, I, I said something wrong. The problem is not that the world is going to end, but our species is going to end. Mm. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, the world will end eventually one day when it gets swallowed yeah. up by the sun or something. But you're right, the species itself, right? or even other species, uh, different animals and all that around the world. Yeah, exactly. So who knows, who knows. All right, Irene. Um, I wanna know, finally, what is next for Irene? Like, uh, are we expecting any more music soon? Or, you know, what, what can we expect to see in the coming days, weeks, months, years, whatever? <laughs> well, I, I'm already working on new songs. I hope to uh, record very, very soon. Um, of course, I had lots of time <laughs> during the quarantine to write <laughs> new songs. And um, I should have been in, on tour right now, uh, starting from May. Uh, but of course, because of the quarantine of the lockdown, I couldn't. Mm. So um, I don't know yet when I will be able to tour again, to perform again live mm, but i hope this will happen very very soon and uh, and probably when i will uh, go back performing i will be able to already share my new project awesome awesome stuff 
Well, you let me know when that tour ever comes up and if it's in London, because um, I'm definitely going to come down to that. That'd be quality. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, Irene. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the shed. Um, now I can finally put a, a face and conversation to the music that I've been listening to. Um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your music and uh, find more about you, I guess? Well, it was, first of all, it was a great, great pleasure to me as well. Thank you for having me today. And uh, <laughs> oh, you can listen to my music uh, on Spotify, uh, on Amazon Music, Apple Music, almost everywhere. And uh, yeah, you can find, as you mentioned before, my covers on YouTube. And um, I just released one uh, video uh, from my latest album, The World in Front of Me. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you there on my pages. Brilliant, Brilliant Irene. Thanks very much once again. And uh, good luck with the rest of your music. And hopefully we'll see you on tour. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Wish you a wonderful day. Thank you very much. All right, listeners, stay safe. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>